Gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 34 of our podcast that was originally recorded on July 28th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week. Xbox One sales more than doubled after dropping the Kinect. The Yogg Ventures Kickstarter crumbles after the developer goes bust. The Destiny producer rediscovers a 17-year-old secret he left in the executable of the original Dungeon Keeper game. Shadow of Mortar's release date gets moved up a week to September. Telltale's Walking Dead's coming back for a third season. And a couple more news stories, as well as some of the games I played for the week. Risk, 3012, Banished, The Destiny Beta, as well as The Drive Club Beta. Also, a few things on what I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. We are on episode 34 of the podcast. Start off with some introductions for everything. Send us some emails. What I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Um, you can find us on Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Um, as far as last week, I had a sick family member. My mother in law was sick. So I was unable to pretty much do any sort of recordings last week. So pretty much the podcast and the Twitch channel were pretty much, pretty much silent for the week. Um, but we're back this week. Another episode, got quite a bit to talk about, a bunch of things that we've played, a couple of news stories that I've pulled, and of course something I want to play now. So we'll get on with those. First with the studio update, um, we do have a new RSS feed. Uh, so if you go to the website and go to the Whippencast tab, you will see all the podcasts listed there. All 33 podcasts are currently up there. Um, you can download them directly from the website. Or um, if you go to um, our feed, and our RSS feed, which is feeds.feedburner.com slash whippencast, um, which I have submitted the podcast to iTunes. It has been accepted as well as on the Xbox Music Store, so it should show up if you have a Windows Mobile Phone um, 7, Windows Mobile Phone 7, 8, or um, a Zoom device of any sort, I believe, from what the email says. They, that should be showing up possibly tomorrow. I'm going to try to get the feed out in a couple more places. Um... So we also have, and I have a cat next to me that like to come up and talk. So um, we also have a new logo um, that I think I had talked about maybe during the last show. Um, I've gone through and actually re-edited all of the episodes to include the cover art with them. Um, I found a nice little program and a couple of ways, different ways to do some things. So I learned quite a bit this past weekend in as far as podcasting and using the audio goes. So a couple of other things that I'm going to be doing, um, playing around a little more with Audacity, seeing if I can get the audio better um, with this A50 headset that I'm using. Um, since I dropped so much money on this, since I wanted to use this to game with as well as podcast with, um, I'm going to try to see if I can maybe play around with some condensed compressors and stuff within Audacity to maybe make the sound a little bit better and not maybe have to go with a true mic um, to do the podcasting with. So we will see. We're going to play around with a couple of different things um, and see what we come up with. I'm also going to try to start working on maybe a website redesign, try to make maybe give the fa the website a facelift, and maybe also launch a forum that I've been talking about um, since we kind of started the show. I've kind of wanted to do one. So um, since we actually got the podcast and everything underway and that's finally where I kind of want it, um, we're going to try to get a couple of these other things knocked off, get a couple check marks done. Um, as far as housekeeping goes. So that's about it for the studio update. Let's get on with some news stories. Um, 
First news story we got from GameSpot, Xbox One sales more than doubled during June in the U.S. after dropping Kinect. Um, I pretty much think we kind of talked about this before on the podcast. We kind of had a feeling that, um, I had a feeling that once uh, the Kinect was dropped and the price was more in line with the PS4 being $400, that Kinect sales would increase some. Microsoft saying that they more than doubled, but um, they're not really saying how much sales or what their total sales were either before or after um, this time frame. So nobody's really too sure what the actual sales number numbers were um, for this time period. So we're going to have to wait and see until something actually gets officially announced for this. Um, but Microsoft's still under the impression that uh, even even if they're not including the Connect, that um, the sales will ultimately lead to um, connect more Connect sales overall, which I think I mentioned in a previous podcast. Um, and some of these news stories may be a little more than a week old, so I tried to include maybe one or two from the previous week since I didn't do one last week. Um, but I think probably three-quarters of the stories are new. So if a couple of these stories are maybe a little old for you, we have some new stuff coming as well. Um, but I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see with this whole Connect thing and what actually comes about from from the sales of, of Connect and if they actually leads to more Connect sales um, with it not being bundled. I mean, I don't know what type of PR person or, or marketing person got a hold of somebody to make them believe this, um, but if, if they think they're actually going to sell more Connects than they have Xbox Ones out there, um, I will be very upfront and frank and tell them, no, you're not. So good luck with that, Microsoft. But um, at least the uh, Xbox One is selling a little more. Um, I think there was um, a sale that... Um, that, uh, that I saw a couple of different places um, for the Xbox One. So if you're interested in what Microsoft has to offer, definitely grab an Xbox One. It seems like it's a good time to get one. Um, they're doing some more system updates for it, just like they are for the PS4. And it seems like each system update is giving a little bit more functionality to it that um, both manufacturers have been wanting to give for the audiences. So they're both really good units. Going to jump on to another news story here. Now this one's a little newer, I think. Well, maybe not. Maybe this is from two weeks ago. I, yeah, I guess this was. Um, it was the Yogg Ventures software fumble that they did the Kickstarter for. So, um, the guys from Yogg's cast, um, if, you, if you, for those who aren't familiar with it, there are a couple of guys. I don't even know if there are a couple of guys. I think it was originally a couple of guys who basically did um, Minecraft videos, is when I had seen a couple of their videos back in the day. Um, I haven't really followed them much since watching a couple of their things. I thought they were okay. I really didn't get too too much into watching a lot of the Minecraft um, Let's Plays back in the day, or even now. Um, I just went and played the game myself, actually. Um, but Young Ventures actually um, got had a Kickstarter. They were trying to do a game that was maybe somewhat similar to Minecraft, um, but more around them, where they were actually characters in the game and stuff like that. Um, they basically more than doubled their goal and had exceeded the goal of 250000 um, they actually got 567000 on Kickstarter back in May of 2012 uh, per this Polygon article. Um, and then all of a sudden the game kind of went dark and the developer is now basically saying, we're out of money, we can't do this anymore. Um, I guess the guy who was running the company... Uh, that was Wintercool Games. It sounds like he had gotten divorced over this. I've read a whole bunch of different articles over this and what's all happened to this, and this has just been a complete fucking fiasco. Um, it's it's really a shame that the guys from Yogg's cast actually put their name their name to this and almost kind of had their name smeared because of, 
of what happened. It sounds like they are trying to make good of this. It sounds like they basically gave um, a lot of the people or all of the people a Steam code for a survival game, open world survival game called Tug, which appears to be something similar to along the lines of what they were trying to do with um, the Yogg's Venture game. And it actually sounds like from reading the Polygon article um, that the new developer um, that does Tug actually went through and actually created a bunch of the different um, stretch goals uh, within their own game um, for the Yogg's Cast guys. So I'm going to try to find a couple of more articles about this, maybe read a little bit more about this, um, and, and keep following it. it. It sounds like the the Wintercool Games, the company that was trying to develop it, this was something that was probably newer to them. They got a little bit over their head trying to do a, a game of this scope and size. Um, but it kind of sounds like the Yogg's guys, even though they don't have to, are stepping up to try to make things right by their audience, which is really the best thing they could do. Um, and that's, that's I'm definitely glad that, to see that they actually didn't just say, you know what, we're sorry, we had nothing to do with it. They kind of squandered all the money is what kind of some of the stuff seems to say. So um, it seems like both people, um, Yogg's cast and Wintercool Games, um, just just kind of just had a bad go at it with this um, Kickstarter, um, which, as we all know, Kickstarters don't necessarily mean that you're actually going to get something for your money. You really hope that the money you're supplying will actually get you a product at the end. It's not guaranteed, though, uh, so this is something to keep in mind. But it sounds like the Yogg's Cast guys are really doing right by their audience and um, giving them a game that they could play, something that is like and similar to what they were actually trying to kickstart. So, uh, you know, kudos to them, and hopefully the guys from Wintercoal can pull their lives back together and recover from this and maybe develop a game that actually um, they can then publish and actually bring to market. So, next article is about a Destiny producer. Um, the Destiny producer, Jonty Barnes, um, who actually worked on the original Dungeon Keeper game um, almost 17 years ago, um, actually verified through Twitter um, that Good Old Games had found a message within the executable of Dungeon Keeper, something he had put in there um, right before the the game went gold, uh, where they sent off the, basically the master file. Um, he put in a he put in a little a little blurb where it basically just said, you know, and this is quotes um, per the Polygon article, I look around the office, all I see are tired, tired, pale faces of the Dungeon Keeper team. After 16 hours a day, seven days a week for nearly five months, this game has been written with a passion I am proud to be a part of. I do not just hope you like it, I also hope you are aware of the huge amount of work we have all done. And then one of the last things he said in there was, sleep is due to me, and I have a dream to live. And that is something outstanding, that um, that the GOG team actually found this 17 years later. Um, and it sounds like it, this was on the night that the Destiny beta was actually going live, um, is when he tweeted that, yep, he put that in the actual executable code back in the day. Um, it sounds like nobody had found it until now. Um, this was just a story that I just, I really like these kind of little things, Easter eggs like this where developers put something like this in the code and then people find it years later. Um, this is just something really cool, especially since the Dungeon Keeper games, the, the, both games, um, I really enjoy the second one, um, you know, we're, we're just so good. And, and he's actually working on destiny now and, and has poured his heart and soul. It sounds like in a destiny and it sounds like he was really proud of both games. And it's, it's crazy that 17 years apart, you would find something, something like this happening. So I guess maybe 17 years from now, maybe somebody will find something in the destiny code. Let's see if they put anything in there. Um, I'm sure people will be digging around now that they actually found his, found the old message. So um, but that was just a story I just wanted to touch on real quick. I just thought that was super cool um, reading something like that. So 
One of the other news stories I found on Polygon this week was about Twitch. Um, there were a couple other news stories about Twitch in regards to Google buying them out for a billion dollars, blah, 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 blah. They talked about that back in May. Um, it sounds like Google's really going to try to do this now. I really, I read a couple of stories and was like, okay, I really didn't see anything new other than some people saying, yeah, this is probably going to happen. Um, it seemed like, yeah, it was going to happen before, and we're just kind of waiting for it to be finalized now. So that was that new story. Um, but in regards to the one that I actually have in my show notes, um, Twitch actually released a host mode, which sounds like it's a really cool feature that I, um, I haven't started using yet, but I, I might. Um, it sounds like what you can do is when your channel's dark, basically when you're not doing any sort of streaming on your Twitch channel, you can stream um, and actually showcase other streamers' streams on your own channel. So if you're looking to maybe aggregate... Um, a bunch of really good streams onto your stream um, in between areas where, you know, time is where you're actually down and don't have time to stream, you can now do this. Um, I think this is a pretty cool feature that Twitch Twitch has coming out. Um, it's definitely something that I want to look into using um, to maybe keep uh, the What I'm Playing Now channel a little more alive and active, and it's definitely something I want to actually start doing more or streaming more games. So definitely we'll have more of that coming since we got a lot of the website coming together now, so got a lot of ideas that I've been wanting to do for the past six months and kind of just been rolling around with a couple of different things and hopefully I can finally see some of these things coming to light soon. Um, and something else coming to light we're going to see actually moved up a week earlier. Well, that was a hell of a segue. Um, for a GameSpot article, Shadow of Mordor, um, the release has moved up to September. Um, it sounds like they're actually moving the release up a week to get out of that first week, week of October, which was just inundated just completely inundated with big games coming out um and i think this is a really good idea by moving it up a week it sounds like it's going to be coming out september 30th um and they're basically saying time or warner brothers is basically just saying i almost said time warner that was really fucking funny uh, warner brothers is basically saying that due to a lot of their the feedback they've been getting for customers or and and from the public and 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 the and the and the need that the people want for this game, and, and them just saying, you know, hey, we really want to play this, they're bumping it up a week. Uh, but let's just be honest, they just wanted to try to get out of that first week of October because there's just too much shit going down in Chinatown. So they just pulled the ripcord and pulled it back a week. It's really cool that they could actually do this and actually are going to have the game in place in time to be able to do this. Um, it looks like it's going to be a great game. I'll definitely be picking this one up, um, and it looks like we all get to play it a week earlier than expected. Another little game that was announced um, on another Polygon article that I found, um, Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom was announced, um, and it almost looks like it has a Zelda-type vibe to it. I will have the, a link to the article as well as a YouTube video, or a video, I don't know if it's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it is, all videos are on YouTube nowadays. Um, a video on there. looks like it has a 2D Zelda-type vibe. The characters kind of look pretty cool. looks like it's coming out um, on Steam, so it'll be on PC. PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and 3DS. A little bummed that it's not going to be out on the Vita, but hey, I could always, well, I, I can't even do the do the playthrough from the PS4 because it's only coming on PS3, but I'll play it on the PS3 because I'm a huge, big Adventure Time fan. So when I saw that a new Adventure Time game was coming out, I couldn't pass up talking about it. They really don't show too, too much. In the video, like I said, you'll get a you'll get a, the Zelda like look out of it. So 
we'll definitely probably be talking about that one in the future. Uh, then I found another Polygon article where GOG.com, who we mentioned earlier, um, who had found the little Easter egg for us, um, actually had a little mishap. Um, they released a bunch of games on Linux, it sounds like, this week. So Steam has their whole um, platform where they're doing a lot of Linux stuff. Um, a, a lot of the, a lot of game, a lot of game developers are trying to bring more to Linux, um, being the open source operating system. I do a podcast on Linux because my my real job during the day is a Linux admin. Um, so I'm a huge advocate of Linux. And GOG has a bunch of games coming out on Linux. I think they had like 50 or so games, maybe even more than that. I'm not even too sure what the actual number was that they were releasing. Could have been a lot, maybe more than 50. Um, but I guess there was a five-minute glitch when they kind of like brought this online. Um, a lot of the games were free, and people were getting free games. Um, and people were actually clicking on the free games and then sending them an email saying, hey, you know, we got these games for free, and, you know, within five minutes, GOG had it fixed. I don't really, don't really go into how many titles they kind of gave away for free. Um, but they sent an email to everybody and basically said, you know what, thanks for being honest, because um, a lot of people did write in and saying, you know, hey, we think there's a glitch in the system. Um, but, you know, GOG basically said, you know, thanks for being honest. If you want to keep the games, go for it. We're cool with that. They also says if you want us to remove them from your you know, from your library, we'll be more than happy to do that as well. Um, but it was pretty cool that they told everybody that they can actually keep the games, that they, they just didn't go in and wipe them um, once they realized their mistake. So um, that's that's pretty cool of GOG. I've actually bought quite a few things from them before, and I'll, I'll definitely be buying things from them in the future. Um, it's just a really good way to play older games and not have to have an older system and fight um, trying to get um, some of these older games to work with a newer operating system. So um, they do really good work there, so I definitely um, give them kudos for that, and we'll definitely be supporting them in the future. So one of the things I did not get to play this week, which I was kind of wanting, which which is going to be on probably my what I want to play now list, even though I don't think I wrote it there, I'm definitely going to add it, um, is The Walking Dead. So it sounds like during um, Comic-Con this past week, during San Diego Comic-Con, um, Season 3 was actually announced for The Walking Dead video game. Um, I know the next episode, which I think is Episode 4 for Season 2, was just released this past week with everything we had going on here with our family. Um, I really didn't get a chance to play too, too much, um, especially be able to sit down for an extended period of time and knock out an an episode of The Walking Dead, so hopefully I can get to that this coming week, and hopefully next week during the podcast, I will be able to talk about episode 4 of The Walking Dead, because I'm really looking forward to playing that. Um, after playing that third episode, I know I was on the edge of my seat just to wait and see what was going to happen, but I'm really stoked that they're actually coming out with the third season. Hopefully they can just keep up with a great storyline and keep going with the game. Um, and I just can't wait for The Walking Dead to actually come back in October. Um, I'm a huge fan of the show as well, so when that comes back, I will definitely be excited for, for the next season of The Walking Dead, not only on TV, but the video game. So, um, Some other interesting news on a game like GameSpot article. Um, Rust fans were quite angry last week um, when the developer basically said they had a new project called Rift Light. And a lot of people were thinking that Face Punch Studios was going to just um, stop any work on Rust, um, which is basically an early access on Steam right now. If you're not if you're not familiar with the game, it's basically a game similar to maybe like a Daisy Minecraft Stalker, um, where you're it's kind of like a, a survival game, where you're kind of just going around and you can just kill people if you want and just do whatever you want. Um, there's a lot of crafting, building different things. Um, 
I think originally it was supposed to be more along the lines of like a zombie type game. I think some of the zombies were removed from the game in one of the updates. I think I talked about that in a previous podcast. Um, I myself have not played um, Rust. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen. I've watched several videos um, of Rust being played. It looks like a pretty cool game. I'm staying away from some of the early access stuff. Well, I can't say I'm staying away from some of the early access stuff. I'm being very close with what I pick for my early access games, let's say. Um, Because I can't say I am staying away from all of them because there are a few that I'm dabbling in. So, Um, One of the ones I was really curious about was, I think I talked about it several podcasts ago, is the Sony one. Um, Especially with their sale they're having on Steam right now for the EverQuest... um, Not for the EverQuest Next, but for their Minecraft-type... of simulator type game, they're having Steam is having a really good sale on that. So if you're interested in that, go check Steam out for that. That's about all I'm going to say about that one. Um, but our last news story um, deals with ESPN and of course the gaming coverage that they had um, with Dota 2. So I watched quite a bit of the international. Um, I was able to watch a majority of the last day of the international um, while doing a bunch of work, um, and I. Dota 2 is definitely something I need to get into this year. That's going to be something that I try to start playing a little bit more and getting into and just watching it. Just when I watched it last year, I wanted to do it, and I didn't make I didn't make the promise. I'm going to make a promise to myself to start playing more Dota 2 and actually try to get into it. Um, but it sounds like the coverage that ESPN did was um, very well received. Uh, I know I had watched the one show that they did on ESPN2 where they basically talked, where they had um, Gabe Newell on there, um, and they did an interview with him. They, they were talking about that. It seems like most of the stuff was done on ESPN3. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what ESPN brings as far as um, getting in in touch maybe with major league gaming now maybe doing some call of duty stuff um and it's it sounds like there's going to be some some more things coming to espn and esports in the future which should be pretty cool getting to see some of this stuff on on actual tv instead of just watching it maybe on your computer and on twitch um but that's the news stories for the week so let's jump into what i'm playing now so what i'm playing now so Last week I didn't do much, but I did the week before, and I one of the big things I did was go back up to the comic book store and play some more board games. So one of the first games I had played was the game was we played maybe about half of a game of Risk. There were about three of us left out of a five-man game. We were pretty much at a big stalemate. We wanted to start playing something else. We all did the GG fist bump and said, you know what, let's move on to another game because I did not want to sit there and play Risk all night. I wanted to play some other type of board games. Risk is a fun board game, but it's not something I want to play when I go down to the comic book store and for board game night. Um, there were a bunch of other people there playing things when I had gotten there, though, because I had gotten there late um, due to work. And um, a couple of guys said, let's play Risk. So I said, all right, what the hell? There was no other there's no, no other tables open, no other games kind of get starting up. So I said, I'll play a little Risk. So once we got that, that knocked out of the way, we then jumped over to a deck-building card game um, from Cryptozoic. And it was called 3012. Um, I will have the link to um, 3012 um, out on Board Game Geek, so you can check it out. It's a pretty cool futuristic type of, of deck builder game. 
Um, we didn't have a chance to finish it because the first couple of rounds we were playing, we were kind of doing a couple things wrong. Um, so, and we were moving kind of slow cause we were reading the instructions while we were trying to play through it. Um, but then the guy who actually brought the game had finished playing one of his other games and came over and started, um, showing us really how to play the game and some of the things we were doing wrong. And I was, we, we all started having a really good time. Um, once we started doing everything right and understanding the rules a little bit better, um, we all were having a really good time playing it. So I'm hoping that, um, when I go down there this Thursday, um, maybe we'll get to play that again. Who knows? Because there's always new games being brought in down there. Um, so possibly the guy that brought that game um, might not be there at this t- at, at that time, or we may play something else. Um, but it's definitely something that I would like to revisit, um, especially now that I have a pretty good, a, pr- a better understanding of the rules now. Um, and it just seemed like a really, really great deck building game. Um, of course, in some of the free time, I was trying to play a little bit of Banished here and there. Um, my offline game that I was not doing the Twitch, Twitch stream for um, was coming along pretty good. Um, I got um, quite I, my population has increased quite a bit, and and I, I was do, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had to build a second cemetery already um, because some of my people were just dying from old age. I think I had one person die. A couple of people die from like abnormal deaths, but not anything too 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 freaky or anything like that. It seems like most of the people are dying from old age. But I really probably haven't touched that game in almost over a week now. Um, I want to get back into playing that. What little bit of free time I did have this past week did go to probably the next two games on the what I'm playing now list that I have here, and that would be the Destiny Beta on the PS4 and Drive Club on the PC. Uh, so Destiny Beta on the PS4. Um, as I've said before in a couple of podcasts, I am not not a huge FPS fan, not a huge first-person shooter fan, but I will say the Destiny um, game outside of the PvP area, basically the is the Crucible, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of mainly because I probably just sucked in it. But I was just I I just needed to get a better feeling of the maps I think before I before I started to do better because it seemed like once I started getting a better feeling of the maps and where things were and where to go um, I seemed to start doing better. So it's just something that I would, I would just have to invest time in. But the game outside of the Crucible, basically, I don't want to say the single player game because there, whenever you go to a planet, there's always you know people running around possibly and. Um, you're not necessarily just doing a single-player component, but I was really enjoying it for being a shooter-type game. I will say that the graphics on the PS4 looked just like eye candy, were just completely amazing. I thought the the gun combat, the firing, um, was something that was very very well done. Um, I really liked the controls on the on the on the DualShock 4 controller. I I thought that. Pretty much everything was laid out exactly how I would want it to be um, for for that type of game. Um, it was pretty easy for me to pick up on all of the the different attacks. Um, I was playing as a warlock, so I had basically the nice big old face punch um, that you could do. Just run up and just face punch people, which just having a blast with um, doing. Um, and I like some of the other powers that the warlock had. Um, I did pretty much finish what I would say what I would consider to be the whole. A single player game. Um, I don't think I got to play the moon component, um, and I would like to maybe see if that's still up and maybe visit that. I can't remember when they were actually taking that down, um, but um, I did pretty much finish um, the whole single player component. I 
hit max level, which I think was level 8, I think it was, or 10, maybe it was 10. I think level 10 was the highest, and I maxed out at that. I can't remember what the max level was, um, but I know I, I know I hit the, hit the max level because I wasn't getting any more XP after a while. Um, but for, for being a shooter-type game, um, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely something I'm going to keep my eye on and, and possibly pick up when it comes out. Um, I can see how this could be really fun, especially with a group of guys going in and and playing through a lot of those quests, which I was really surprised is so, so MMO-focused, especially when you're going to like that central hub on Earth, um, how much it just reminds you of an MMO with all the vendors that were there and everything. Um, I just think they did a great great job with that um i know bungie has the great history with halo and everything but this being a new ip um and i know sony's really banking on this being one of the shooters that's going to be a top end shooter for their system and and i think it definitely will be i think pretty much both consoles um will just be 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 very good for for both de- for for destiny so um i really enjoyed it and i i can't i can't give it enough praise um, but the other game that I got into the closed beta for, which originally was under NDA, and then it sounds like they lifted it, so I will be able to talk about it now. And it kind of killed me because I was going to maybe do a couple streams on it, but I was like, well, it seems like it's under NDA. And then it's like a couple days later, it's like, all right, the NDA is gone because it seemed like everybody else was already fucking streaming it. Um, but that was Drive Club for the PC um, from Ubisoft. And I wasn't really too sure what to expect from this game because there's a couple of games coming out. I think you got Drive Club. Um, Sony's coming out with their one that's exclusive, I think, to the PS4. Um, so there's a couple of driving games coming out here. Um, and this is Drive Club is one of them. Um, this kind of reminds me quite a bit of um, like a burnout game. Like Burnout Paradise is kind of what it what it harkens back to. Uh, the driving is really good. You can pretty much drive throughout the whole U.S. Um, I think they said that it was going to maybe take about an hour and a half, maybe a couple hours, if you were to drive maybe from coast to coast or something like that. I can't remember what the exact time frame was. So it's not really to scale as far as the U.S. map goes. But I know I was able to drive from like um like the ohio area out to chicago um and then i think down to tennessee i think is where one of the quests sent me um i couldn't get enough playing that uh there were i, I thought the i thought the game was really good i thought the graphics were really good the cutscenes i thought were were very well put together as far as graphics went the story was kind of a little little cheeky story um about his about a guy's brother who's basically was killed and he's basically coming to avenge him. Uh, so spoiler alert there if you if you want to know really what the story's about. Uh, if you read anything about the game, I'm sure a lot of people have already stated that. But I, I really I really enjoyed the game. I was able to play with uh, my 360 controller. I saw some people on the forums talking about having some issues getting the actual controller to work with the game. I plugged the I, I plugged my um, controller in. And had it connected wirelessly to my PC, just like I do with a lot of the other racing games, and really didn't have any issues. One of the really funky issues that I noticed was when I had the sound coming through my actual speakers, certain things I really couldn't hear, like my car's horn, I really couldn't hear. And then I I, I I was trying to remap my horn button the whole time, thinking, well, maybe it's something wrong with the joystick. Maybe it's a configuration with the joystick, so I'm trying to remap it. I couldn't remap it. it was I was just having a whole hell of a time with that. And then I was like, well, let me throw out my headphones and actually see how it sounds. And I was starting to hear a lot of sounds come through my headphones that I wasn't hearing coming through my speakers. And I 
no idea why that happened. I've never had that happen in any other game before. Um, but it was just a beta, and I read on the forums that there were some other people that were having some sound issues. So I'm just going to chalk it up to being, okay, it was a beta. Maybe there was an issue that they need to work through with some of their leveling, maybe with some drivers or something. So um, other than that, I really enjoyed that game as well. I think what what I had, what the chance I had to play, I think I finished through a majority of the storylines that you could play um, in that game. And there's just so much to do in that game. It's just pretty much driving throughout the whole U.S. and there's just going to be a ton of side stuff to do besides the main mission is what it looks like. Uh, but I think I max leveled in that as well. Had a couple of cars, was working on getting some of the different components to build a couple other things. Graphically, I thought the game was good. I really like the way the car handled. The car's handled as well, uh, which really surprised me, considering I completely disliked the driving in Ubisoft's game Watch Dogs, that I would really like the driving in their Drive Club game. I was That was one of my biggest fears going into Drive Club. I was just, I kept thinking back to Watch Dogs and how much I just extremely disliked the driving in it. And when I sat down to Drive Club, the cars, all the cars really had a good, different feel to it. You can really accessorize your car and and make the cars usable for off-road use which looked really cool and they definitely handled better than a car that was basically made for the street when you put on those big knobby tires and everything and started doing the off-roading stuff um but i i that was a game that was completely off my radar wasn't even paying attention to it and after playing that beta uh, I'm watching it now because I think I've mentioned before I've really been in the mood for a really good racing game, something kind of arcadey like this, something along the lines of a burnout, and this may completely fit that bill. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to be keeping keep my eyes on that. One of the other games I picked up this past week, um, as we come to the close to the end of the episode here, um, was a game on my phone. It was a mobile game that kind of just I had been looking at previously, toying around with, and finally just was talking with uh, one of the girls I work with, and she had seen a video on it. I started watching a video on it, and it was called Plague Inc. Basically, you play as a virus, and you're trying to annihilate the whole human race and just infect the world with your virus and then kill them off um, before any of the researchers can get a cure for the can cure the virus. Um, pretty sadistic fucking little game, if you ask me. But it was a really good strategy game, especially on mobile. It's only $0.99. Cents. I think I picked it up um, off of the Amazon App Store because uh, I had some free coins on there. So I just picked it up, and I actually picked up one of the expansions uh, last night, which is a zombie-type expansion where you can play as a virus that you can then turn your infected people into zombies after they die. And then you basically try to take over the whole human race, not only kill them, but turn them into zombies, which is a really interesting um, type of scenario. I only had a chance to play that once. I want to play that one a couple more times because that was a blast um, and playing through that one. But I unlocked all of the different basic viruses and plagues and different types of bad things that you can become. And I beat them all at normal level. I'm going to go back through and try to beat them on the um, highest level to see what what unlocks by playing it that way. Uh, but for 99 cents, it was a cool little game. The game's also available on PC if you're looking to play it on PC, possibly. I'm not too sure how it would play on PC. I, I guess it would play okay. Um, 
but it, it definitely seems like a game that was made for mobile and fit for mobile and maybe just ported to the PC. I've seen it on Steam. It's been, I think, 15 bucks is what it normally costs on Steam. Uh, my guess is that a lot of the stuff that you can pay to unlock on the mobile version, I'm guessing comes completely unlocked on the Steam version. I really haven't looked at the Steam version too much. I just saw it was there, and then it was 15 bucks. Um and I don't know what it was during the Steam sale either. So um, we have the Steam fall sale coming up here probably in a couple of months um, since the summer sale is over with now. So there's always going to be a Steam sale sometime. So if, you, if you're not looking to pay full price for that, keep an eye out for that. Definitely a cool little game on mobile, though, if you're looking for a nice little strategy game to just screw around with and you want to try to see how much... Um, how much havoc you can wreak within the human race and see what you can do. Uh, but I, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed that. So that's about it for what I've been playing now. Um, some of the things I'm going to try to maybe play this week, I'd like to get back into some of the watchdogs that I haven't had a chance to touch. Um, probably play a little more Banished. Um, and I'm going to see what other type of games I have hidden here on my PC. And I'm going to try to get back into the stream for Wednesday. We need to do the Wayback Wednesday stream, and we need to finish the game that we started so if you've been watching the Wednesday stream you know what game that is and that's Ultima 1 so we need to bring that one to a close so hopefully in the next week or so we can finish that one I think I max leveled on that one I think we were talking about in the last episode so now we just need to level up some of my stats a little bit before we can get down to some of the deeper dungeons and then buy that spaceship and go into space and then try to finish that game so as far as the games I want to play now um, Drive Club Drive Club was definitely one of the games I want to play now. Um, really, you know, I, I, I was like I said, I was just I was just really surprised at at, at how the game drove and 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 how how fun it actually was just to get into like another open world driver. So I'm probably going to be playing some more Play Gink and a couple other games during the week. Um, but Drive Club, I, I kind of wish that beta was still going on. Hopefully they're going to have another beta weekend soon. Maybe let you play through another couple of um, areas uh, that, you know, and continue the story a little bit. Because um, I, I know that they have some, some things to fix within that game. So hopefully they're going to have us test a little bit more to see what else we can find um, before that game's actually released. Because it did have a few bugs um, if, you, if you were to read their forums. So... That is about it for this episode of What I'm Playing Now. Episode 34 is come to a close. Um, send us some emails. Let us know how we're doing. Um, hopefully I'll be able to tell you to rate us on iTunes soon. Um, all the episodes should hopefully be up there. I'm hoping within the next day or so. Um, like I said at the top of the show, if you have a Windows phone device, you should be able to find us in the Xbox Music Store hopefully by tomorrow. Uh, you should see all, all all 33 episodes up there, and I'll try to get maybe episode 34 up tomorrow sometime. Um, I'm going to try to do maybe a little quicker turnaround uh, since I have a pretty good system now for doing these things fairly quickly. Um, We'll see if we can get get these shows up a little quicker. Um, but send us some email. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know. Let me know what you would like me to talk about, or if there's anybody I can interview or anything you'd like me to talk about. I'm more than willing to do that. Um, emails what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Might the Twitter account for the website is what I'm playing now. Um, also, we have the Google Plus page, which is plus.google.com slash then the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, our Twitch channel, which I'm hopefully going to get um, populated with a nice bunch of graphics and things soon and make a nice drop page. And when we're not there, a nice little screen showing that we're not, we're currently not playing anything. But that is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode. 
We will catch you next week. Go play some games and let us know what you're playing now. Have a good week, everybody.